Praise God. Appreciate our worship team tonight. Amen. Next Wednesday, we will be having uh, some guests from Honduras be with us. Our doctor that runs the um, hospital there, the clinic, Dr. Hoseway, will be with us. And then also um, one of the um, pastors that I believe has an apostolic anointing on his life. And we're, he is um, uh, working with us as we're planning those churches there. Um, Pastor Carlos, he will be with us on Wednesday night. His wife, Naomi, will be with us. And then our, one of our interpreters when we are there, uh, Pastor Jose, will be with us on next Wednesday night. Amen. And so that'll be a treat. And uh, so you want to uh, try, if you can at all possible, to be a part of that and encourage somebody to come with you. All right. Praise God. All right. And so uh, tonight I want to uh, talk to you about being sons of God. First John chapter three, verse one and two. First John three, verse one and two. You know this scripture, it's very familiar to you, I'm sure. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we as shall see him as he is. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word on tonight. I uh, really enjoy seeing God's people blessed. I enjoy seeing how the scripture comes to pass where that he said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity things happen whenever we come together one can chase a thousand but two can put ten thousand to flight when we agree together as touching any one thing in earth it shall be done unto us Amen. I especially love it when we come together for the same purpose, to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And one of the greatest things that I can think of is for people from different backgrounds, different places of life, even different cultures or different races, having various interests in their lives. But they all come, we all come together for the sole purpose of lifting up and worshiping the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, you see, worship is so powerful because we do have that uh, diversity that comes together. It would be, it would all look the same if we were all the same. It would all sound the same if we were the same. But diversity brings together voices and unity, and and we see uh, God do it in different ways. Some people, when they experience the Lord, they, they shout. Others will run. Others will clap their hands, while others will just cry and weep. And they may lift a hand unto the Lord, or they may clap, but all together we come together, and it becomes a picture of what heaven is going to be like. 
it is where that we begin to see a, a little glimpse of what we can anticipate in our future. The greatest part about watching people is, is not to, to see them shout based upon what they uh, have got done for them. Not, you know, not only shouting because the bill got paid. Not just only shouting because we have the house or the car or we got the raise. Uh, but people that praise God, that's whenever that happens, we ought to thank God for it. But, but we, we have to learn how to shout over eternal things. Because sometimes the bill won't get paid. <laughs> sometimes we don't get the raise. But the eternal things are things that we have no matter what goes on in our life. And the reason so many today have lost their praise is because it is based upon the circumstances in which are around them. And sometimes we have to praise him for things that, that are eternal instead of things that we're presently going through. Things that the world didn't give you and the world can't take away. Things like the blood, things like eternal life, things like justification by faith and sanctification through the word. Amen. To thank him for the abider, the comforter, the Holy Spirit that comes. Uh, to thank him that he truly is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. Thank him that he is an advocate with the Father like covenant with God. And we have been made sons of God. We are sons of God. Now, we, if you get caught up on the gender, then you miss the whole thing. That's the reason why that the new king says that we're made children of God because people begin to divide that all up. But we are sons of God. The reason he chose sons instead of daughters is because the son, uh, the first son always got double blessing. And so he is telling us that we are his sons and no matter what happens in our life, he loves us. Behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. He just conveyed it upon us. Amen. <laughs> Most Christians think about God in terms of being mighty and powerful and awesome and jealous and a holy God. And, and one day he will judge us. And, and indeed that is all there. But the scripture speaks about a relationship, a relationship uh, not uh, creation and creator, not God and man, not, not master and servant, but father and son. There is this relationship that we're not just members of the kingdom, but we're members of the family of the kingdom. That we are in this thing because of family. When a non-believer sees a room full of people begin to erupt into a shout, it looks like we're crazy to them. Amen. It's not our shout that makes us look crazy because people shout all the time. Amen. They shout a lot about a lot of things. They, they shout at sporting events. They shout at uh, concerts. They shout at amusement parks. They shout at game shows. Amen. 
I told the guys there, I don't know who it was, sitting beside of me. We went to the Cincinnati game on Friday night, and, and we had a great time. And, you know, of course, my sarcasm come out, and, and I was, because my, my thinking of church never shuts off. You can ask Renee. <laughs> It just everything I look through the windows of the world and think about all of these things through churchendom and 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 the and the kingdom of God, and uh, so I I said to um, I think it was Brother Ralph uh, Senior I said to him uh, on the way in I said uh, what's it going to look like when we have to build a church this big? An hour and a half early and they're flooding into the park, huh? And then. Uh, I told somebody else sitting in there, well, I wasn't really sitting, but Jordan was there and I got getting something to eat. And, and uh, I said, I, I, I've already determined I'm never coming back here. They said, why not? I said, that I went in there and they wanted me to pay for the hot dogs. And it wasn't just pay, but it's $5 a piece. And so I'm highly offended. And uh, so I'm not coming back here no more. All they want is my money. <laughs> and then what sealed the deal that I'll never go back is they had the audacity to get people cheering by putting on the uh, billboard, stand and shout. And it got entirely too loud for me. And so I can't go back there no more. Amen. <laughs> My sarcasm, it's just coming out, you know. Uh, but in fact, whoever it was sitting beside me, I said, we need one of them billboards right there for the church. Stand and shout, right? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because, uh, you see, uh, we, we, the world shouts. I don't know how I got on all that. Y'all probably really didn't care, but you got it anyways. And, uh, but, but the world shouts all the time. So it isn't just our shout. They shout at game show hosts. I, I don't even know if it's still on, but I know that, that, I remember growing up when the price is right was on, uh, people would shout and go slap crazy just because their name had been called. They never won the first thing, wasn't even guaranteed they'd get on the stage, but they sure enough in line, so they went ahead and started shouting. I've seen guys knock old ladies over just to get up there, uh, and they hadn't even, all, their na- all that happened was their name had been called. And so they got excited because they heard, come on down. And so if you're in the world, they, they, they act like that. They, so it isn't that, that when we, they come to church that it is our shouting that caught, catches them off guard. In fact, America tries to find ways to celebrate. If they don't have one a month, they'll make up some kind of thing so they can have a party and they can shout and rejoice. And when the family of God gets together in his house, we should rejoice. Amen. Our family is large. It's spread out. It's vast. It, it is everywhere. And any cook can tell you that whenever you cook a roast, you don't just put salt on part of it. You don't just put spice on half of it, but you cover the whole roast 
with the spices and the salt. You sprinkle it all over. And God has sprinkled his people all over the world. He has put a vast variety and spices everywhere. I tell you that that you can go to Africa. And if you think you can pray, uh, there ain't nobody that can outpray Africa. They, they just part, they got that thing, man. I'm telling you, they can, you can feel things happening when they are praying. And it seems like that the whole house is shaking whenever they begin to go into intercessory prayer. They, they call it all night because every Friday night in Africa, you don't, you know, you don't have it here too much. It's kind of strange to say we're going to have an all night prayer meeting. But in Africa, every Friday night is all night when they come in and they pray all night long until things begin to happen in their life. Uh, You go and you go to uh, the... Uh, South America and they are they are happy they are they man when they get the music going it looks like a disco they love to dance they love their music they rejoice there ain't nobody can dance and jump and spin and do all the stuff they do but what I'm saying is God's got his spice all over the place amen he's got a variety all around and when we come together we sure enough need to give him some praise it is not our physical uh, things that brings us in uh, to a scrutiny against the world but it is it, 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 the uh, cure the the problem that they have with us is they don't understand why we shout It isn't the shout itself, but it's why do you shout? Because they know you and they, and you have a mortgage, but yet you shout. Your your car has broke down, but you shout. You're sick, but yet you shout. What, what is it that troubles them? It troubles them that even though that the circumstances of life around you look exactly like they do around them, that there is something inside of you that causes you to rejoice have a smile upon your face lift your hands to a holy God and bless his wonderful name amen and so our names are written in the lamb's book of life amen I may have a mortgage, but I still got to shout. I may be sick, but I still got to shout. My car may break down, but I still got to shout because I know that this is not about the temple. It's about the eternal. And my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And because of that, I am now considered with the sons of God. Not going to be sons, but now. I'm a son. Now are you sons of God. I'm a son, not trying to be a son. Right? Not trying to be a son, not going to be a son in the sweet by and by. But now I am a son of God. And so, you know, it it would be uh, to the equivalent of saying that that one day Jordan is going to be my son. If he does enough right things, if he finishes school, if he goes to college, if he makes enough money, huh? Someday he'll, no, 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 he is my son. And, and God isn't going saying, well, if you pass the test, if you do this, you do that. No, he brings us in. He has grafted us in by the blood of Jesus Christ. And either you are a son or you're not. 
You can't be a little bit a son, just like you can't be a little bit saved. Amen. Some folks say, well, I'm a little bit saved. Well, a little bit saved is like saying I'm a little bit pregnant. Huh? By the way, we got a whole lot of that going on around here. And, uh, and it ain't got nothing to do with me, just for the video folks. All right, people on TV, wherever you're watching. Amen. But listen, it, you can't just be a little bit pregnant. You can't be just a little bit a son of God. You either are or you're not. Amen. And you are, you, you've got to understand this because Adam was God's first created son. In Luke 3 and 38, he says that he is uh, the son of uh, Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. He was the first made son. In John 3, 16, Jesus was God's only begotten son. He said, but I am adopted son. In Galatians 4 and 5, we have received adoption of the sons. And so we now know and still we are that we are not being coming sons or, or metamorphosing into something, but we are the sons of God. And and I know that sometimes we go through this natural process and and we feel the aches and the pains of life. We feel the difficulties of life, but we're still the sons of the Most High God. Amen. You may read the resume and the, and you see the record and, and you see all of the things that acquaint, uh, acquainted with in our past, but he looks beyond all of our faults. He looks beyond all of our mess and he sees us in our need. And Romans said he commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. He washed me in his blood, put his family seal upon me. He christened me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He stamped his approval upon my life so that I could be stopped being a bastard and have a name of a son of the living God. Amen. He has sanctified me and he has left me for a legacy. He gave me an inheritance. He has made me an heir. He looked at me and he said, you're an heir of salvation. You're purchased by God. You're born of the spirit and you're washed by his blood you see really this is our story this is the story of a Christian because he looked at our resume he knew the mess that we were but he still chose us anyhow amen I'm thankful tonight that even though he seen the mess that I was even though he seen my inability and inadequacy he already seen where I had been but yet he chose me anyhow it causes me to rejoice He knew that the things that I was incapable of, but he yet chose me. He knew the things that I had done and where I was at, but yet he chose me. My current circumstances don't change the fact that I am a son of God. A man may be sick, but I'm still chosen. May be broke, but I'm a son of God. May go be under stress, may be under an attack, may be frail and weak, but I am a son of God. May be weary and worn but I'm still a son of God and for that I am thankful and grateful tonight to know that I am a son of God amen
And so we can just boldly stand in the face of our enemy and tell him and he, that, that he that sanctified and he that has sanctified are all one. He that sanctifieth and he that is sanctified are all one. And so he, Jesus, has wrapped us up. He has purchased us. Amen. And we are here not by ourselves, but we're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Amen. So you don't start anything with me that you don't want to mess with him. Amen. Because he gives his angels charge over us. I'm his son because I'm his son. I can walk through hell, amen, and it will not burn me. I'm his son and because I'm his son, I can walk through the witches and the warlocks and not have a curse come upon me. Why? Because no weapon formed against us shall prosper, amen. And so what we, the great thing about adoption is love. Many parents have children that they don't love, unfortunately. But no one adopts a child that they don't love. God loved us. And because he loved us, he chose us. And we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. John chapter 15 and 16 took place in the close of the Last Supper and it took place uh, there that very soon he would complete his mission and by going to the cross, he was giving his life for a ransom for many. And these are among his final words to his disciples. Anytime that you hear final words, it, it has, it has a, 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 something that says pay attention. It's something that says this carries more weight. So listen closely because they are cherished words. And here when we see one of the master's last attempts to convey this profound truth before his disciples and before he would walk off of the stage, we're allowed by the Holy Spirit to listen to what Jesus is telling them before his departure. There was a difference in his public ministry and his private ministry. In his private ministry, he said things that he did not say to the crowds, that he didn't say to the masses or the multitudes. In private, he gave his disciples a heavier dose because he had to prepare them for the life without him because they would have to carry this load without him and being uh, where his, his, the body of Christ would continue on. He had to impart to them something that would prepare them for the persecution, for the abuse, for the affliction. He had to prepare them for what was lying ahead. So he gave them the meat of the word. He gave them the truth. He gave, he drilled it into them because they were going to be put through hell's hit list. That they was going to be having pressure on every side. And he, he knew that there would be a, a trouble that would come from every direction and every way. And he would push the word on them until every 
crevice and every crack of their life would be filled with the Spirit and with the Word. And when circumstances really challenged their faith, they would find out if it was based on feelings or in emotions or if it was based on the Word. Because whenever they became, went through the torture, when they went through trouble, you see, you got to get a whole lot of word inside of you. And this is what I'm concerned about the American church. You've got to get a whole lot of word down in you to prepare you for the torture rack and for Haman's noose and for the chopping block. Amen. It takes a lot to get ready to be stoned and to be scorned and to be crucified upside down and fed to the lions. He had to put something on the inside of them that would cause a John to be boiled in oil and never give up on the word. He had to push in them to fortify their faith and cause them to say, I will not back up. Why? Because it was not about what they had, but it was about who they were. It was about a relationship with Jesus. We in the church are more concerned about reproducing and bearing fruit than we are relationships. We want to prosper, to multiply, to add to, and to grow. But you don't have any reproductivity without relationship. A man cannot reproduce alone, neither can a woman reproduce alone. There must be a union in in order for there to be reproduction. He deals with this relationship before he deals with reproduction. He says, I am the true vine and you are the branches. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Without me, you can do nothing. He said it it because the vine is the source that supplies life to the branches. The vine sends the sap, the nourishment to the branches and the branches isn't responsible for its strength. Its strength comes from the vine. Amen. And he's my vine and all I have to do is hang on to the vine. Hang on to God, stay connected to him. And then if I stay connected to him, then my God, the vine, shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. But it's not because of what I've done. It's because of our relationship. Amen. I'm not blessed because of my performance, but my place. Amen. I'm in the vine. If you're tied to Jesus, then you're blessed whether you're in the wilderness, the desert, in the storm, or if you're on the mountaintop. You don't have to be a friend, my, my friend to be blessed. You don't have to be encouraged me for me to be blessed. You don't have to have six figures on uh, 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 every year to be blessed. You can make it on a bologna sandwich. I don't have to have a new car. Huh? To so prove that I'm blessed. All I need to stay is connected to the vine. 
And if I'm connected to the vine, then he is my healer. He is my prosperity. He is my strength. He is my deliverer. Amen. In him, I live, I move, and I have my very being. When he says we're no longer servants here in verse 15, he he goes from there to Galatians 4 and 7. He said, thou art no more servants, but sons. There's a difference between a servant's praise and a son's praise. A servant's praise is based upon the blessing you received. You get a meal. You have a place to sleep. You get clothes and a paycheck. And you give him a servant's praise because of what you got. But a son's praise is not because of what he has received, but because of who he is. I praise because he chose me. <laughs> you, have, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, right? You say, well, pastor, I'm the one that decided to go to church. I'm the one that had to walk down the aisle. I'm the one that prayed the prayer. I believe that I got saved because I chose him. No, 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 you, 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 you miss, you miss something. You miss, you miss something because if you, you know as well as I do that none of us get up on a Sunday morning and say, uh, some people, the only day they have off and say, I think I'll go to church today. We all get, say, this is our only day we're going to sleep in. No, it was the Holy Spirit that woke you up. It was the Holy Spirit that put a passion in your heart to even get up and go to the house of the Lord. Amen. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God's choosing you that put conviction in your heart and said, I cannot live this way another day. It was, it was him choosing you. Amen. That drawed you by his spirit because without a drawing, no man can come to the father. And so without his drawing, we couldn't have even came. And so I'm telling you tonight that it was him that chose all of us. God kept you from dying. Amen. He kept us from dying. He kept us from having a breakdown. We're still in our right mind. He gave us an ear to hear, a mind to receive, and a heart to believe. He's the one that chose us. Amen. This church is chosen. This church is chosen. We're not here to be just like all the other churches. We're not here to just be a wallflower church and to fit into the community, but we're here to be a counterculture. Amen. God has chosen us and other churches are a part of the kingdom of God, but they have their work and we have ours. Amen. They do theirs and we do ours. They have an anointing for what they do. God only anoints us for what he called us to do. Amen. And so we do that together, as I said earlier, and when we come together collectively, then we are the body of Christ. He chose you for a special anointing. When he chose Samuel, he, he, he came to Jesse's house to anoint him king and, and he almost anointed the wrong son. But the Lord said, don't look 
on his height or his stature because this is not the one. Amen. He cannot anoint David's oldest brother with the anointing because this was David's anointing. He could not anoint him because it was David that was chosen to be king. If you're chosen, you just look around this room tonight. There isn't another you in this room. Amen. There isn't another you in this room. There isn't nobody like you. No one in this world. You have a special anointing to do a special task for which God has created you in your mother's womb. Amen. You don't have to be jealous of anyone. You don't have to feel inferior to anyone because he chose you while you were still in the womb. In fact, he put you in the womb because he needed you for such a time as this. He called you and released you into a season and into a time because he needed you to do a task in the earth at this appointed time. And so we don't have to be inferior to anybody. That don't mean we don't respect one another's gift and a talent, right? And, And what I know is this. They can't nobody... Preach like me. Now, there's some can preach better, but ain't nobody can preach like me. Amen. Whenever I was evangelizing, one of the greatest compliments I was ever paid is the pastor told me one night after the end of the revival, he said, you know what I appreciate about you? And I said, what's that? He said, you ain't the best preacher we've ever had here. And I thought, well, already figured that but he told me he said what I appreciate about you and what you're what why you are so successful in ministry is because he said you're not trying to be somebody else and he said I get a lot of people have different people come and they're trying to be Rod Parsley or they're trying to be this or trying to be that and he said just don't ever lose that said just stay stay true to what God has called you to and I thought that was real good advice Amen. Because nobody else, you know, people can out preach me, but they can't preach what, what's in my heart because no, God's done something for me. He hasn't done for anybody else. Amen. He, and he, and we see it from different perspectives. So I'll be able to, to help somebody that Joshua can't, but on the other hand, Joshua will be able to help folks that I can't help. Amen. And so just be yourself, tell your neighbor, just be full, yourself full of the Holy ghost. That wasn't too <laughs> passive. Or, yeah, it was passive. It wasn't too passionate. Tell them again. Say, be yourself full of the Holy Ghost. I can't be duplicated. Neither can you. I have the unction that God has given me. And so it's for me and for this season. When you're chosen, you can take less and do more with it. You might be more educated or qualified, but if you're chosen, amen, if you're chosen, you can go against a giant that has a sword and a shield and a spear. And you can go up against him chosen with just a homemade instrument and five smooth stones and win the victory. 
Amen. No need to try to destroy uh, each other. No need to try to push each other down. We're, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're, we're part of the kingdom together. And, and the reality of it is you may not need me now and, and I may not need you now, but a day will come when you'll need me and I will need the gift in you. And, and so we need to work together in the kingdom of God so that we can reap the harvest that is before us. Uh, I want to say before we go home tonight that as sons, we have privileges. John 1 and 12, to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The word power here is exousia. And it means power, privilege, right, or authority and authority. It's one thing to have permission and it's another thing to have power. When the light turns green, you have the permission to go. But if your motor, if your car is out of gas, you don't have the power to go. Amen. When God made us sons, he not only gave us the permission, but he also gave us the power that we can go. He has given us that same power, that same authority as sons of God. Not, not, it's not just a formula. It's not just the power of attorney, but, but he has given us his very name. He has given us the family seal that, that we can pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. He gives us the authority and the power. Amen. That we can accomplish and all and be all and do all he has baptized us the bible said the heavens opened up and god said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased the heavens were opened he said this is my son amen and now he is he was the firstborn among many brethren but now you and i have been grafted in by the blood of jesus christ that what our elder brother did he we also can do tonight amen and because of the Holy Spirit that has been made available to us, that is what causes a, an, a, an alcoholic to become sober. It's what causes a crack addict to be delivered. It is what causes the one that has a nervous uh, condition to become calm. It is what causes the fear and the torment to be broken. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that he has given us as sons and daughters of God. He has not left us in this world to just merely get by in hopelessness but he has gave us a hope and he has brought healing to us when we're in the midst of sickness and turmoil and trouble no matter what we're facing what we're going through amen greater is he that is in us than the world that comes against us amen come on and just give him some praise right there tonight amen Amen. I'm thankful tonight to be a son, aren't you? Amen. I'm thankful to carry on the family name. I want to honor my daddy. You know, um, I know um, growing up, could have got into a lot of mischievous things. But I wasn't afraid of 
teachers. wasn't afraid of the principal. I wasn't afraid of police officers. I respected them. But the thing that kept me from even thoughts of doing things that were not appropriate is to bring reproach against my mother and my father. Family name. Somehow I think we need to take more ownership of this. I know in the kingdom of God we're, we're, we're stewards of everything and owners of nothing, but yet we, we, we need to take more dignity and pride in who we are and our daddy. And whenever things aren't just right, whenever we don't feel like praying, when we don't feel like reading the word, when we don't feel like doing the right thing, that it isn't a religious ceremony, but it's out of that relationship that I don't want to bring reproach to my daddy. Or I want to bring honor to him. So I'm going to pray for this sick person right here and believe that they will be healed. I'm going to do a good deed. I'm going to work, but I'm not going to do it so that I can be seen. I'm going to work and do it so that it would give glory and honor to the Father who is in heaven. And somehow, I don't know, I just, I know that don't want to rain on the parade, but this is what's in my heart tonight. I, I feel like that somehow we've lost that importance and significance of who we are and what we are to do in the earth. But I said all that to remind you, I know I didn't say nothing new tonight, but I said all of that to remind you that we are sons of God. Daddy's gave us his name, his seal. Amen. And we're sons and daughters in the kingdom so that now we can do the good works and glorify our Father in heaven. So tonight, I just want to encourage you. I hope it's an encouragement to you, but I want to encourage you to show off the family name. Amen. Just show it off. Show off the family name. 